Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lions Share Podcast. Walk through Wednesday ahead of the divisional round. Not much to talk about today. Nothing, nothing really happening in the football world and nothing really going on in the Lions department. Oh, wait, just kidding. Ben Johnson is opting out of head coach offers from all those various uh, interviews that he had. So, folks, he's back. Lions fans, shareholders, we've got to be feeling relieved. Andrew, dude, how relieved were you to hear this news last night coming through the wire? Oh, man, woke up to this news, and this is uh, it was about as relieving as, you know, if you've been backed up for a few days and you finally have that poo, and then you just, you're released, feel like you lost a couple pounds. That's how relieved I was. Word up, brother. Safe, safe and sound now, right? Tuck you in, put you to bed, safe and sound. He's back for another year at least. And I picture, we don't we don't know what it was like for the Panthers and the Texans and the Colts that all had interviews with this guy. So we don't really know what it was like, but I picture it went something like this for the teams that were uh, vying for, it, for, for him ahead of this. And other girls dream that they'd be Ben's partner. They'd be Ben's partner. So they were all pretty high and heavy. I know we had the news that the Panthers were, he was the lead candidate. They were they were hot and heavy for Ben Johnson. They were dreaming he'd be the coach. We knew that he had the ties to North Carolina, went to school there, grew up there, went to high school there, got the Tar Heel degree, played football there. So that was making us a little worried. Obviously, the Texans had him up there as a top candidate as well, and the Colts also did the interview. And then... When Ben Johnson broke things off late last night, I think it was something more like this. You did your job, though, Andy. You weren't to lose a guy in 10 days. Congratulations. You did it. You just lost him. No, I didn't, Ben. Because you can't lose something you never had. That's right. You can't lose something you never have. That was some leaked audio, folks. Just kidding. That was how to lose a coach. I mean, how to lose a guy in 10 days. And well, actually, it was about eight days for those who, uh, but who, but who's counting? Eight days since Ben Johnson had the first interview or was the first request on January 9th. Texans were the first ones out there. David Tepper of the Panthers. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Nana Nana Boo Boo. He's ours. Also, uh, Janice McNair of the McNair family owner of the Texans, same to you, ma'am. Sorry, but he's ours. I And this is why the shareholders keep coming back. You toss stats at him like that with the eight days. That is unbelievable. I actually, I knew it was quick. I didn't think it was eight days quick, though. Um, and, I mean, we've talked about it on here. I hope all the coaches got together and said, we got a window to do this and, and be immortalized. Let's do it. Ben Johnson here is the call. They must be listening. This speaks volumes to Dan Campbell, does it not? Right? This this is the buy-in. The buy-in that they've never had in this franchise. A guy that can actually keep and retain some coaches because they want to be a part of something bigger than just jumping the ship, chasing the money, chasing the fame of a head coaching job. And this is what good franchises do. You know, like you don't hear teams. Uh, I mean, think of the prime example was Josh McDaniels. Um, accepting the Colts job or all but accepting the Colts job only f- to have Bill Belichick wrangle him back in 
And three days later or whatever it was, maybe three hours later, he was back in the New England Patriots uh, franchise. So that's just what good teams do. Like these coaches aren't in these programs to, I'm going to use this as a building block and jump to another said team, right? And the Lions have always been that way where you just, you lose, you lose these guys as soon as any success comes out of Detroit. I know we had it last year or the year prior uh, with Aaron Glenn. He was he was getting offers last year or interviews last year. I know he did the Saints open um, opening last year um, or the year prior. I, I'm getting my years mixed up, but regardless, that's this is how it's always been. It's just uh, you know it's been a building block, and and guys when the opportunity comes they jump. And a lot of times in the Lions offseason, it's been firing of OCs, and not often has it been OCs going for bigger HC jobs. Um, so yeah, it just speaks to volumes. You know, Dan said he had his back hundred percent on whatever he wanted to do. He was going to support him in any decision that he made and, uh, you know, give the best word out to, uh, you know, he'd vouch for them and a head coaching job every day of the week. Um, so I think that just speaks to him building a culture here. Once again, new look lions. And I don't know if you heard what Ben Johnson had to say about Dan Campbell after he took his hat out of the ring for the head coaching jobs. He said something to the effect of um, how great of a guy Dan is, is that he just makes you want to come in and do the best you can be. He said that he, his biggest fear is disappointing Dan because then he'd have to, he'd make Dan have to yell at him and he never wants to make him yell at him. It's something to that effect. And it was, it's, it, once, like you said, speaks volumes to what Dan Dan can do to a locker room, and he's not just a rah rah guy. Mm-hmm. Well, geez, if you put it that way, that sounds more like a, it could be a hostage situation. Then I don't know. I mean, what's Dan the keeping is he keeping these guys a little too under wraps? No, 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 no. He's just going out to the under. media. He's going out to the media saying, "Yeah, I support him 100." percent But behind closed doors, he's it's got a knife to his neck. Even. <laughs> yeah, like he's down in my setup from over the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got him in the ransom room. He's got Ben Johnson in a full, uh, you know, a, a, a lawn chair and uh, one single light <laughs> that just dangles back and forth, shines a lamp in his face. It's like an interrogation room. I'm picturing that that way. That's what I'm picturing. No table though. No table. No table. Nothing. Um. So I just couldn't couldn't be happier as Lions fans, right? This this is your one fear was you know as soon as something good comes of this team, guys are gonna guys are gonna leave and then we're gonna have to backfill. We talked about it before. The window of opportunity is there. Uh, it's a young team, but obviously growing age you know, the age is fast, right in the NFL. And and not only is he getting is Dan getting coaches to come back though i don't know if you saw anzalone and uh kaminsky all what these guys are saying i think there was one more bugs maybe bugs all said that they'd take less money to come back and when have you heard that before what i would never it's never been that way it doesn't feel comfortable or it feels comfortable (laughs) but it feels weird right yeah i've never seen this position i'm not even fully sure how to process all of this it's too much for me. I'm not used to this. I'm used to disappointment. You look worried. Uh, I had some audio play in the background. Scared me a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Just You look like maybe you were about to get taken hostage, so I had to just <laughs> ch- 
Blink twice if you're okay. Okay, that's a couple of exaggerated blinks. That's that's very makes me feel a lot more comfortable about the situation. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, I, we do have the worry though. You know, Ben Ben Johnson's uh, by all court is coming back. Uh, we do have the slight concern though now coming across the wire this afternoon is that Aaron Glenn still out there getting interviews. The latest one. He's going to be uh, requested to interview for the Cardinals opening for Cliff Kingsbury's old judge. Um, so we're not out of the woods 100% yet, although Ben Johnson was the um, the most coveted. You know, Aaron Glenn did a lot to turn this defense around in the second half, albeit with, you know, um, some, some good rookies uh, performance over the second half. But, um, you know, it would just be better to maintain everything across year to year that way there's no inconsistencies. Yeah, that's the one thing that worries me. Um, good for Aaron Glenn if he does get a head coaching job. More power to him. Um, I think the team would suffer a little bit, but but could definitely bounce back with an off season of. But that's you got to get you got to get your D coordinator signed early. Um, the one thing that worries me is that it is such a young team and. You know, it took him a full a half a year to understand this defense and get comfortable in it, and still there's glaring holes. What worries me is that you get this these guys that took a half a season to learn this defense. Now you got to learn something new, and that's exactly. what worries me. Yep, and the same with the offense. Just because of how much uh, Ben Johnson has gotten out of Dan, uh, <laughs> out of Dan, out of Jared Goff, that's that was the biggest thing for me is. I know the weapons are there. We know the weapons are there with St. Brown and J-Mo and Chark and all these guys. And maybe Chark doesn't come back, but um, we'll, we'll see. Free agency is 57 days away, folks. Um, so so that was the concern for me is, well, what do you do if Goff regresses next year without Ben Johnson? And then you're in that limbo mode. That was the most concerning for me. Good that Ben Johnson's coming back. Give him another year. Give him an offseason with this offense. And same goes for that defense that took a half a year to figure things out. Um, give them a full offseason. Let's get um, you know everybody on the same page and obviously the draft picks as well. And um, you know if Aaron Glenn does leave, I know one of the top candidates out there is the linebackers coach, Calvin Shepard, I believe is his name. Um, rah, rah guy. Saw him in hard knocks quite a bit. Um, he's up there. And then I, I know there's another guy that's um, also – up there and um obviously the cornerbacks coach too we can't forget about him um you know newly came on in replacement of aubrey pleasant which was uh, i don't know about week six maybe give or he take was, it was after the bye i remember that it was probably and, one week after the bye because we said bad teams yeah. lose coming out of the bye <laughs> and they and sure that's did. probably what it was and and he was kind of that sacrificial lamb that we talked about where it was it was if can, things continued to slide Aaron Glenn was going to be next and um, you know, they went with the DBs coach first and you know, I mean, all, all, all signs pointed to that was the right decision. He, so um, yeah, but, but all that to say is that, you know, the defense has got some guys that could fill in Aaron Glenn's position and um, you know, what is it? Four picks in the top um, 75, right? Top I 60, believe it's I believe. five picks in the top hundred now. Yes. Yeah. Cause the, the we got the, um, we got the Vikings loss. Yep. So the Vikings pick that was in the Hawkinson trade is now cemented in at 55. So uh, something like that. But yeah, we got five in the top hundred, I believe is what I saw, which is 
But I don't think we have a fourth router. I think that's the mm. issue. Yeah, I think. But we have eight total picks across seven rounds. So six, 18, 49, 55, 81 are the five in the top 100. And then I, I can't remember the last three that are um, over 100. But uh, I'm going to say my um, big guess for the draft is those five draft or <laughs> those eight picks we have are not the eight picks we use coming oh, out of the not. draft. Uh, there's no. going to be those eight picks will not be the same eight picks we have in the in, during this draft. <laughs> it's going to be it some shell move. games going for. You know what that gets me excited for is the the Lions inside the den. I think it's episode one every year is the draft. And inside that draft room, folks, if you've never seen it before, look it up. They've done it the last two years, the first two years of the Holmes-Campbell regime. Um, and it is must-see YouTube TV, let me tell you. <laughs> and <laughs> you're going to need YouTube TV to get Red Zone next year. Ooh, yeah, folks, get ahead of yourself. I think you can get a better rate if you get into it now as versus waiting till, till uh, August, September time when game time actually rolls around. Um, YouTube TV customer myself here, and they did send out that notice that be prepared. If you get in now, you may have a discounted or a prorated rate. So... Very cool. And, and I can vouch for YouTube TV. Solid platform. Better than some. Um, yeah. Uh, look forward to that. Um, you know, we've got, like I said, 56 days until free agency. And, you know, give or take a, about a month after that is the NFL draft. So we're probably about 90, 80, 90 days from the draft. It'll come quicker than you realize, folks. It's right around the corner. Um uh, other than that, we've got to fill in a couple gaps before we talk about this divisional round that we have going forward. Um, I don't know, Andrew, how much you caught of Dan Campbell on the Manning cast. Uh, bits and pieces from Twitter. I didn't see anything live. Um, it seemed kind of boring. Um, he It looked like he felt real bad for Mayer, though. Maher, that is. Maher, oh yeah. Yeah, he seems like he's a he player's felt, coach. He was feeling he knows. for him. Yeah, he he's a rah rah guy. Like, oh. Yeah, he's a rah rah guy, tough guy, but he's also got that players coach mentality. He he bridges that gap incredibly well. Yes, he does, and glad to call him our coach. <laughs> oh God, he's ours, and we're never gonna let him go. <laughs> um, uh, give us hard knocks round two. Let's run it back. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty good, but it was it was kind of just meh, kind of mundane. It was kind of nothing out of the ordinary. Peyton and Eli are. They have some good, good chemistry with some guests, like the Dion thing. I think that was part of it. Is the Dion? I I could watch Peyton, Dion, and Eli for every game. Um, the just the football IQ that they have. Dion is great, obviously a great personality too. So he's got the football IQ and the personality. He does it uh, incredibly well. Um, just made for the camera, made for football. Um, so that was really enjoyable, and he had a good internet connection. I'm like Dan. So then you kind of follow that up with Dan. Uh, he had some connectivity issues at the beginning and he didn't have the headphones in. So there's always that awkward delay and they're talking over each other. And Dan, they hit him right right off the bat with the kneecap thing. And we're all kind of like, we're, yeah, that's, that's great. But we're kind of moving on from that. Like as Lions fans, we've heard that so many times. It's, it's beating a dead horse at this point. We're over the kneecap thing. We're on to new things. It's a new new look Lions. Um, but other than that, it was okay. Um, the funniest part I got out of it was they roasted him for his nose at Green Bay, much like we did. 
on the uh, After Dark episode? As they should. I mean, that thing was, I mean, a tomato. That was a tomato on his face. Yeah, and they compared him to Tom Coughlin, obviously Eli's old coach. And Tom Coughlin also had the red face issues in in Green Bay, and they did a side-by-side. That was pretty incredible. Um, Issue is Tom Coughlin was one foot in the grave. Dan's a young man. Yeah, that's a good point. He's probably uh, you know twenty twenty five years the, his senior to Tom Coughlin. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, he said, um, yeah, he said, you know, obviously Dan not worried about the nose. He said, and I quote, "If that thing falls off, I don't care where we're at. I'll just keep going. I'll get a piece of wood and just glue it on." <laughs> I love Dan. That guy's uh, he's just true grit, and that's why we have the <laughs> grit line. Where does he come up with? I'll get a piece of wood and glue it on. I mean, that'll be my nose. The infamous uh, hard knocks. Uh, I don't care if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will still <laughs> kick your ass. <laughs> oh God! And after the up downs, the um, the back injury, or not the up downs. It was the getting over the the doggy gate. Yes, the Hurt doggy himself. baby gate. Yeah. Hurt himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Incredible, incredible man, Dan Dan the man Campbell. Um, and uh, the only other thing I had from that was they talked about the Bobby Lane curse that we've you know talked about at length uh dan is aware um but he doesn't believe in curses not a curse guy doesn't believe it not superstitious um but he said you know we did start winning some games after that so it does make you think so he's not a curse guy not a conspiracy guy he's a it makes you think kind of guy i i wish dan was uh one more step on my side of the conspiracy theory i will say i i saw this bit on twitter and i thought of you instantly you called it, man. Like right when they started turning around, that's when that aired. So good on you. And I, I thought the Manning's tuned into the lion's share. Oh yeah, for sure. They, they got, they do their homework. Producers maybe even more so did their homework. Um, it, so welcome Manning cast folks. Uh, it's good to have you here. And yeah, the, the only other thing was the, uh, uh, the, the neck roll that Dan used to wear in high school. That was lovely. Incredible lovely just an old school guy he's from texas right yeah oh yeah that seems real texas like yeah he's only only like an hour or two away from from for me his hometown we talked about that like in episode four or something i just remember that now that you said that throwback um and uh yeah that was that was that was good tv but um i thought i guess i had higher expectations It, it is what it is um so let's let's fill in the gaps with everything else from the Lions and uh, the NFL, and then we'll talk these the divisional matchups. Aiden Hutchinson was doubled more than any other pass rusher in the league. I don't I know if you saw that. I did see that. That's also a, saw I, that that's he's nominated stat. for defensive rookie of the year. Vote early and often, folks. I already put my vote in. I don't know. Did you do your civic duty, Andrew? I, I absolutely. I tried to do it more, but you know, you can only get so many in. I was going to say, I didn't have an issue submitting more than one. Oh, okay. I just, I refreshed and I, I did it twice and I just assumed it wasn't going to let me do it again. So I just kept spamming the button and I not, I, it didn't give me any indicator that I was actually submitting votes, but it, it looked like I was. Okay. That's how I felt too. I didn't know what was happening. So I just kept doing it. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. And I think it's, is it a combination of fan and journalist votes? I think it's like a percentage. Right. So it's you can't just flood the gate or flood the polls or flood the ballots with, um, correct? Yeah, yeah, you can't because in this world it would e- it'd be easy. 
yeah, need your help, folks. Go go vote. Let's get him over sauce. Um, and, and you talked about this, but Bugs tweeted out, "Let's run it back." Uh, and obviously, a couple others, Kaminsky and Anzalone, and the the list is growing of all guys that you know want to come back, willing to take pay cuts, doing whatever it takes. Um, uh, just awesome news. Uh, you know, I think there's something along the lines of 16 to 20 free agents that are eligible to go, you know, um, play the market if they do so choose. But obviously it sounds like a lot of these guys want to be back in Honolulu blue and we can, uh, we can open our arms up bigger to bring them back. I Mitch, you especially, I'll open my arms for Anzalone. I just need a, a promise from Mitch to open his arms with me. Yeah, Anzalone, man, like it, w- it would hurt to see him go just because. Yeah, you know he's he's not the greatest linebacker in the league. That's that's for sure, but he has been a part of this and he's played a role in this, right? You, you know, like he he's replaceable. I I don't like to use the R word. He's replaceable. Certainly, you could have a better option there, but he does seem to um, you know have the football IQ of a linebacker and he has that aspect to bring to the team. Yes. I, the issue is that he was a captain. Um, so but it was a young team without many options for captains. I, I know, but he's a captain. He's the guy who's supposed to be championing the defense. I mean, you saw that from, you heard that from Kelvin Shepard in in the hard knocks. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It'd be tough for them not to bring him back. I want to see him, Get a linebacker, though. Um, there is a use for him, though. He's quick. He's a fast guy. You saw it on uh, on a lot of blitzes, especially in the Green Bay game. He comes on delayed blitzes, and you have to be quick on delayed blitzes. He can also get from sideline to sideline pretty quickly, which makes him a, a decent spy. Now, if you try to use him in the pass game as protection... He, He's going to tackle guys. He got away with a lot of pass interferences that should have been called this year. It was unbelievable. Um, and in the run game, he's just very average. But he can get sideline to sideline quickly. Uh, and if we need to spy a quarterback, maybe he's our guy for that purpose only. He does have that going for him. And, man, it just made me think, it's been a while since the Lions have had a good pass coverage linebacker. I can't even think of any off the top. I mean, Gerard Davis was real bad in the passing attack i can picture several games just watching uh uh you know a three-point lead we got a three-point lead with two more two minutes left the other team is just seven yard pass to the middle of the field eight yard pass to the middle of the field 15 yard pass to the middle of the field and then finally a 25 yarder to on the outside for an easy running touchdown and then the Lions get one more go at it, and they three and out. I've seen yep. that so many times, and just need somebody in the middle of the field. Yeah, it was all, the, uh, the 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 stat a couple years ago was the Lions were consistently the worst team against tight ends. So it was like every fantasy owner that had a tight end playing the Lions was like, you knew it was going to be a good week for you because the tight ends just attacked the middle, the seams, and the middle of the field relentlessly at, and this, at will. And this year. Our tight ends did all the attacking. Yeah. Even on other teams, they did. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I got it. 10 catches, 129 yards, whatever it was. Good for him. And a three yard He's, out He got his. Season. Oh, sorry, Vikings fans. Hate to bring it up again. Just kidding. We don't hate to bring it up. Um, 
that brings us to uh yeah the Bengals beat the uh ravens that was pretty cool um in in a in a thrilling fashion on sunday just after the recording of that episode um we saw tyler huntley fumble it at the one and uh subsequently the hubbard brought it all the way back for a touchdown and that was that that's the turning point those those plays that you can't have happen if you're the ravens and you want to pull an upset yeah and i was i was texting you during it and i thought they were going to get away with a, a little cheap uh block in the back on mark andrews on on the is it sam hubbard yeah on the sam hubbard return but yeah yeah, it was it was definitely probably could have been called, but um, I think the Bengals win that game either way. Uh, not so pivotal. And um, what do you have our records coming out of the playoff weekend here? Oh, it's just let's leave that for another segment. I'd let's, like to hear them if if we all can right, get I'll give you that, a, please. All right, it's quick and easy. I was <clears throat> four and two. You were five and one. That 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 Bucks loss hurts. Though. That Bucks loss hurts so bad. God forbid you root for Tom Brady, and they got absolutely embarrassed. They did. The uh, Cowboys got dominated or dominated the Bucks, um, except for in the PAT department. Yeah, that was a tough look. I mean, was it five total or four? Uh, it yeah, was I, bad. I lost track. Regardless, it's sad. You just watch somebody just completely melt down. But hey, Jerry Jones has got its back. So, woo! The whole team's got his back. Uh, Peyton Manning got up and out of his chair on the fourth miss. Dak Prescott <laughs> didn't want to let him take the field again. Oh, yeah. Dak was, yeah. But Dak's Dak's one to talk though. I mean, his plays never his plays never impacted the Cowboys. Led the league in interceptions and didn't even play every game. Yeah, get out yeah. of my face, Dak. You're embarrassing. Maybe Cooper Rush can kick some PATs. Oh, my God. Just put him as a holder. Let him throw two-pointers. Maher's, those, like, uh, the one was to the left, but those three that went right were identical. They were <laughs> the same spot. And the one, I think, bad. almost hit the top of the upright, right? We talked about it. That was that was incredible. Uh, it was almost like he, you couldn't do that if you tried. It was like he skimmed the top of it, like he was just trying to land it up there perfectly. And I've read his lips on that one. Push. Push. That's all he could muster. <laughs> Poor guy, dude. Because it's like if you miss one <laughs> or two, yeah, you know. Uh, but this guy was very clearly like yipping all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Dan, I think when he Dan was on, obviously when he missed the fourth one, and I, I he didn't say yip, sir. He said something. He but he, he just kind of like must muttered muttered it under his breath, like this guy's in a, in a bad place. He's and in a dark hole. He's lucky. He's lucky that the Cowboys had a nice, comfy lead because boy, what a Dallas would have ran him out of town. I mean, I know they're on the road, but it wouldn't have been a kind place for him. No, <laughs> I expect him to be back to form like this week, though. Like it's gonna be. Memory race. He's going to nail a career long. Oh, it's coming. They're going to trot Peyton, him out there on a 62-yarder probably. He's just going to pierce it. Peyton kept saying that in the broadcast. Like, if you just put him out there for a long field goal, I bet he makes it. Because, like, he needs something to reset it. These just PATs, give him it. He can't, he can't keep going to the well because now he's so far gone on the PATs that it's not going to come back. He needs a field goal to reset. Yep. Uh, that leads me to the question, Andrew. Do you think uh, Tom Brady's done? 
No. I don't think Tom Brady goes out like that. I think he's got two years probably left in him, two to three years, and he's going to skip bop and a bebop around town uh, on the Von Miller train and try to get himself some more rings on the way out. Any guesses on where he lands? Oakland just opened wide up, and he wanted to be there. He's got his old OC there. He's got a very good receiver there. They just have to sure up that offensive line, and and they're dangerous. Um, I think that's his primary, I would say. Actually, or second to primary is San Fran, um, where he he grew up there. Is that correct? Something like that. I think that's the connection. Yeah. So I mean, your old hometown team. I, that's got to be number one. I'd say Oakland too. Right, because wasn't he in the background? Oakland, of the, Las the... Vegas. Jesus, oh. sorry. Yeah, you did say that. I, didn't, I totally <laughs> didn't catch it either. I should have stopped you on that one. I didn't even catch it because you said that the first time around now that you said that. Um, yeah, you definitely said Oakland like three times there. Anyway, <laughs> Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Um, yeah, wasn't Tom Brady in the background of like the Joe Montana throw? Isn't he, wasn't he at that game? crazy like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is San He's got to be from there then. Yeah, I mean, he could do some dangerous things with those weapons. Um, Honestly, it could be some pretty entertaining football to watch. Just a real big kick to the, you know what, um, as the Lions are just taking form. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, it's an NFC. So you got to (laughs) get through. The NFC is going to go through um, San Francisco at that point, right? I mean, it already kind of feels that way other than the Eagles. Um, Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's it's like you said. It's tough to see him go out on this note. Um, so you gotta believe he comes back. But I could the also man, see him hanging it up. It wouldn't shock me if he hung it up. The man divorced his wife to come back and play football. I don't think he leaves that way. Yeah, I know. Eighty for Brady's coming out too, right after the season. Yeah, you got to give him credit though. He drug a bad team to the playoffs. Yeah, because what else can you say about that team? It's that's why I didn't pick them because I'm like this is sorry to like they haven't shown me anything all year that makes me think like their best win was the Cowboys opening week they beat the Cowboys like and then after that I mean they beat the Cardinals they beat their they beat up on their division a little bit which was a bad division other than that it was hard to find any you know redeemable wins in there yeah it wasn't it wasn't easy for me to pick them either I mean I had the Saints winning the division at the beginning of the season it nearly came to fruition. Hey, anybody could have had that one. Oh, it was wide open. And it'll, it'll probably be the case next year, too, with or without Brady being there. Because um, I, I don't expect much changes from the other teams as well. It's now, there's another the quarterback that you should be interested in. It's, in. it's Aaron Rodgers. And where is he going? I don't think he stays in Green Bay. No. Aaron, Aaron was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I didn't watch it all, but basically got the TLDR cliff notes. And, uh, you know, he hasn't come to any decisions yet, but by the sounds of it, he's done in green Bay at the very least, if he doesn't retire, uh, you know, maybe he'd go somewhere else. So it's either retirement or he goes somewhere else. Maybe. The so Jets. where do you think, where do you, okay. You think he's jets possibly. Ooh, my goodness. I, obviously is... a couple guys out there and, it, and it's going to depend on the draft too, because if you draft a quarterback, I mean, you maybe you could still draft a quarterback and bring Aaron in for, you know, two years, one year, whatever. Um, so, but the Colts are a team that needs a quarterback. The Jets, the Panthers are there. The Saints—they talked about um, bring rumors of him, uh, Tom Brady going there. Um, 
trying to think of other teams that need quarterbacks. I can't see Tom Brady in a Saints jersey. I don't see it either, but stranger things have happened. I didn't see him in a Bucks uniform either. It's just I don't see the I don't see the black unis on him at all. I don't know. San Francisco has black uniforms. An alternate. Yeah, that's rarely seen. It would be weird to have a him on the West Coast. That'd be just completely different, though. Tampa Bay was already <laughs> weird enough. This would be even weirder wherever he he, he ends up. Um, another quarterback, Lamar Jackson. That's another one that could be moving. There um, you are. Any guess? You think it's going to be more or less than fifty million a year? He wants the Deshaun Watson deal. I mean, that's wants to be a highest paid quarterback, which you can't blame him. Kyler Murray did it. Deshaun Watson did it. Like, everybody's on that trajectory. And once again, you hate to go with a guy that's his own agent, but that is kind of what the man's dude at this point. Mm-hmm. And another guy, Daniel Jones, you know, will be a free agent, but likely probably going back to the Giants, of course, especially after he's the got they're having. Um, any guesses on what his contract is? If Lamar's 50, is he 30? No, Danny Dimes takes a discounted rate because he knows that he's not going anywhere else to be a star. Hey, I just don't see it. I mean, he's he's doing good for the Giants, don't get me wrong. But if the Giants had the opportunity to get Lamar Jackson there, I think they'd do that because he's also a mobile quarterback. Yeah, I just don't think he's worth it, man. He's just not worth it in my book. Lamar's uh, too – I haven't seen enough out of him. Obviously, he had some great years, but – I. Just don't know if you. It's worth that much money. It's crazy too, because you know you watch him in college at Louisville, and it was like he was covered in grease. Nobody could ever tackle him, and he was really skinny. And I just kept thinking, like, this guy when he gets to the NFL, like he's gonna be a mobile quarterback. He's gonna get dominated, and he was still doing the same things. The last like year though, he he doesn't escape those tackles like he used to. Mm-mm. And he, he escapes to go to the bathroom, elusive. though. That is true. He's just not as elusive as he used to be. He's still mobile, just not as elusive. You expect Lamar to break, like, at least once a game, you expect him to break six or eight tackles on one run and score a touchdown. Yeah. That's, that's... years past. Do you, did you expect that this year at all when he played? No. Never looked for that? Nope. And if he's in the game against the Bengals, I don't think they win that game still. I know Huntley or uh, um, Dobbins was it, I think, that was said, you know, if Lamar's in, we win that game. I don't know. I don't think I don't think in his current state that he was – yeah, maybe Lamar from two years ago, yeah, they would have won that yes. game with Lamar. Lamar this year, no. I don't see that as the case. How about how about Trevor Lawrence, though? We talked about him at Waffle House. Dude. Just a cool dude. I, I sent you the clip on TikTok, but – uh, you know, he talked about it as press conference about what the what was behind all that. Uh, just I I like Trevor Lawrence. He's a good guy. He seems like a good guy. Like he you know he's got the look, the long hair, pretty boy look, pretty boy quarterback diva. But he's none of that. He's just super cool. He's he's very composed, level headed. Um, I tried to Google like you know him getting upset because I started thinking about it when they were down against the Chargers. You never saw him get upset. It was all positivity, and you know he might get frustrated, but he was never throwing his helmet, doing any of that stuff, never yelling at teammates like some people, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Um, and so I tried finding instances, even if even when he was at Clemson, he just he rarely gets upset. Um, 
The most upset I saw him was after the Lions loss. <laughs> cool. Um, in the press conference, you know, he's like, it's embarrassed. We got embarrassed out there. Credit to Lions, but we got embarrassed. That was an ugly showing. We're going to be playing playoff games down the stretch here because they were at that point, every game was a playoff game, similar to the Lions. And they never lost after the Lions game. So um, the only other instance I saw of him was the Titans game from earlier in the season when they beat him. On the, on the kneel down at the end of the game, there was some little offensive linemen, defensive linemen pushing, and uh, Trevor was in kind of the middle of it. Um, he kind of tosses the guy and then points up and says scoreboard because they, they're up by two scores and the game's over at that point. Um, and and he, he gave him a little wave. But that's the most you're going to get out of Trevor. Just cool dude. Hanging out at Waffle House. Took a couple of guys on the team that hadn't been to Waffle House before. He's like, when we win this game, we're going to go to Waffle House after game. And then he, he called ahead to Waffle House. And they're like, yeah, we don't really do reservations. Um, or his wife did. Um, and they're like, well, we can maybe maybe corner off an area for you. Um, just a super cool guy. And what more could you want in a young quarterback that's going to lead your franchise too? Yeah. And in Jacksonville, that's all they got. And they don't have a baseball team. They don't have a, a basketball team. Football is it. And Jacksonville is not a big town, but it's uh, it's not a small town either. Um, so, you know, it's a it's a community there. I'll say that I've been there, been been there once. Uh, it's an interesting place. Never going back. Sounds like. No, it's a good place. It's just it's just not a prime destination in Florida. It's right on the border. And it's kind of it's kind of dirty, um, but good for them. Duval, man, Waffle House might might run into your quarterback. That's awesome. Um, and. And that brings us right to the transition of the NFL divisional round. Let's talk about more Trevor Lawrence right here. We've got the Elite Eight, young gun quarterbacks. Dak is the oldest quarterback out of all these teams at age that's 29. Wild. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. I, you know, I mean, go I through the quarterbacks. Even think about that, but you're right. We got Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we got Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. Yep. And then you got, uh, you got to have a fun matchup and Burrow. Uh, and Allen, and then you got the Dak, Dak Prescott versus Brock Purdy. Wow, what that is fresh blood, some new teams with the Jags, kind of new with the Bengals now that they're two years in a row. Uh, a different San Francisco team than we've seen in years past, and then still some some same old same old. You got Chiefs Bills. Uh, you had the underdog of the year, the Giants, and I mean the leaders through the entire season from week one to week 18, the Eagles. Yeah. It's crazy. Dak being the oldest at 29, obviously all these guys in their mid to early twenties, Dak's um, uh, the oldest by a couple years. I think the second oldest would be um, Mahomes at 27. Um, but I'd have to double check on that. Uh, Cause Burroughs like 25, 26, Daniel Jones is 25. Trevor Lawrence is like 23 or 24 and Purdy's obviously the rookie of the class and the youngest. So, um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about about football. I feel unaccomplished in life. Uh, yeah, because of the ages. Yeah. 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 We're at that age where, Oh wow. This guy, uh, you know, he's 23 years old and he's leading a playoff push. He's making millions of dollars. I'm making about 45k a year. Oh wow! Living. Tommy, Tommy, bleep that out. I don't know if you want that public information. <laughs> Plus bonuses, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Commission there, you know. 
Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't want you living below the poverty line. Um Jaguars versus the Chiefs. That's the first matchup. Saturday, 4 30 Eastern. NBC. Note for this game. It's in Kansas City, of course. Rain is in the forecast. Uh, about 80% chance of rain, that is, um, throughout the day. And uh, transitioning to snow, this game a little bit later in the day um, may start as rain during the, the kickoff and transition to snow as the game progresses, uh, calling for about an inch of snow by Saturday night. So could have a snow game in Kansas City. Those are rare, and those are always fun. Our uh, weird weather games are always fun to watch. Uh, are we giving predictions here? Yes, sir. You're fo- okay. four and two last week for me, five and one for you. Lead dog, carry us forward, sir. Okay. Um, I believe, sorry for the teal blue boys. Um, and this is where your run, I'm sorry, unfortunately comes to an end. But you guys are building something in Jacksonville. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs had a week off. They got rested. They got ready to run some, we're going to call it bullshit plays, probably. Um, and it, bad teams don't, good teams don't lose after a bye, which is essentially what they had. So, sorry, Jaguars. I'm, I'm going to have to say sorry to the Jaguars as well. Um, although, I will say, eight and a half points uh, the Chiefs are favorites, eight and a half Disrespect. points. That seems, yeah, that seems disrespectful. One and two, probably too high for a playoff game. And uh, I think the Jaguars will use that as bullet, bulletin board and material. Um, so I'm going to put the Chiefs on upset watch here, but I'm going to take them. Uh, that's me kind of having my cake and eating it too, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, ESPN's got it at 78.5% chance with Kansas City's favor. Um, like you said, though, Jaguars time is coming. Uh, you got to take a back seat to the veteran quarterback, as you could call him now, Patrick Mahomes. You know, this is not his first rodeo in the playoffs. That's for sure. Hungry, hungry for a playoff or hungry for a Super Bowl and uh, hungry for an M- MVP as well. Um, I, it's it's just I, I, I can't pick the Jags here. I just can't. I agree. It's 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 kind of tantalizing, and uh, you know they're they're riding this wave, um, but unfortunately, it's going to come to an end, and this is it. Yeah. Sorry, Duval. Sorry, Duval down. Uh, first loss since the Lions. Giants versus the Eagles. Giants at the Eagles. Eight fifteen Saturday night on Fox. Um, this one, this one's a little different, you know, a little less of a discrepancy between these two teams, two teams that very much know each other. And yet Philly's still favored by seven and a half. This might be even more of a ridiculous line than the Jaguars chiefs line. Uh, I, I get it. The Eagles are the dominant team here. The um, matchup predictors got this one at 81% to 19 for the giants. Um, I get it, you know, the Eagles are clearly the better team here. Uh, the Eagles um, beat them twice in the regular season. You know, it's a divisional matchup, so they've seen each other seen each other twice already this year. Uh, the Eagles bested them both times, um, so I get it. But um, it's a lot. It's a big line. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, I'm going to take the Eagles here, though, nonetheless. I'd say coach of the year Dayball deserves a little more respect with that line. Um, I'd say he's worthy of a line of like three or less every week. Um, 
But that being said, hey, man, you got room on that bus? Because I'd like to take Jalen Hurts and, and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts getting healthier every week. And this is kind of almost the same story as the Jaguars. Like, your time's coming. You got, like I said, coach of the year most likely. But the Eagles were number one to start week one and number one to end week 18. And they don't they don't end here. That doesn't happen. No. I will say, I don't think they're necessarily a powerhouse, though. I don't think they're unbeatable. No, but they have a good offensive line, and they're going to win yeah. the trenches this week. Th- Thibodeau, watch out for some <laughs> touchdown celebrations, buddy, because we might see some snow angles. The, oh, my God. You're never going to let me live that down. The double birds in Philly are going to be out and often. <laughs> Full force. They are flying high, literally. He, he better not do that in Philly, or he will maybe not end up um, – on this earth <laughs> uh, <laughs> philly is philly is relentless that's a that's a city you do not mess with um and i think this is kind of like their coming out prove it party obviously they were a good team all year the number one team all year um but they haven't really done much in the playoffs um the you know these last few years and this is jalen hurts time to shine this is nick sirianni time to shine although not the biggest fan of sirianni i think he's a bit of a arrogant guy myself but uh what can you say about his team they're good they've got a great record and uh, i think it continues here i think the giants keep it interesting um but the uh, the eagles this will be their coming out party they're out to prove to the world that they're for real and that they are the number one team in the nfc so eagles and on sunday fast forward to sunday we've got three o'clock eastern a little bit earlier on sunday Bengals versus the Bills, the matchup that we talked about. This is the one that's um, the closest line for sure. This is five and a half, which once again, these lo- these spreads are very wide for a playoff, I think. Um, five and a half, I see this more as like a three-point game. Obviously, Is the Bills, DeMar going to make an appearance at this game? Uh, so he's that, been in the that facility. That determines the spread. I'm sorry. It does. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I do. I'm with you. He was in the team facility. He hasn't been participating in meetings, but he's been stepping foot in the, in the facility, and they're working him in more and more. It's a crazy fast timeline that he's going on. Good for him. Good for that team. Um, Bill is obviously the better team, and uh, these teams played each other, but yet they didn't play each other. So we don't we don't really know how what the outcome of that game would have been. Um, they played each other in the preseason, and they played each other during the regular season. Um, has that? Has that ever happened before where a team plays a team in the preseason and then goes and plays them again in the regular season? I don't know. That was really weird. I I thought they were supposed to schedule it so that it, that didn't happen. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, oh, you know what? That's this season. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> whoa, Tommy, cut that. Uh, don't make me look like an Thank idiot. Thank God, dude. The way ESPN does the schedule is is wild. They've got the postseason at the top and the preseason at the bottom. Like, come on. Oh, that's, that's dumb. That's 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 not how my mind works. And and the order of the regular season goes top early uh, tops from September and bottoms at, so you've got the the preseason at the bottom and then the, yeah. So what it's the crazy. Hell? Um so I take that back. They did not play the Bills in the preseason. That's the postseason matchup because the postseason's at the top. Um but they did play each other in the regular season, um, but they only played about a quarter. So it's yeah, you don't have much to glean from that. The Bengals were winning that game, I will say that. Um, uh, so, but with that, I I got to stick with my mind here. And when I made the claim that Demar Hamlin was going to give them the bump, I've got to stick with that bump. 
Hell and, yeah. Um, two of the, these teams both played close games against lesser teams last week. Um, so something's got to give here, and I'll take the Bills. Yeah, man, uh, that's it's so juicy. If Demar Hamlin is in the building, the, yeah, I'm taking the Bills by a zillion points. I will say, if he doesn't make an appearance in the building, I think the Bills are two Von Miller sacks in a game away from winning this game. I, I you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think the Bills' defensive edge rushers are elite enough for this NFL. Von Miller's out, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Is that they don't have his sacks this oh, game. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm... And so their edge rushers just they don't fill the gap. Um, I mean, how how often do you see like edge rushers dominating the NFL now? I mean, that's like the premier position at this point is producing yes. sacks. I don't think the Bills can do that to Joe Burrow. He's oddly elusive in the pocket. He he knows how to shuffle through the pocket and and find the new pocket. Um, and then can dump it away and, and use his legs when he needs to. So I think if DeMar's there, this is I'm getting a swinging gate game, God damn it. Uh, Fair. If DeMar's in the building, Bills all the way. If he's not, the Bills are a couple sacks short and the Bengals win this one. Permission to also make this a swinging gate for me? Come aboard, sir. Oh, thank goodness. I always like to be accepted. Um, yeah, that's that's a very good point i i this is a toss-up game for me the fact that it's five and a half is is crazy out of all the matchups this is the one that is the most of a top up uh top whoa most of a toss up um the cowboys 49ers is a four point spread i i thought that one was a little bit more but um to me this one's the closer matchup out of the two this is the closest spread the Bengals, bills cowboys 49ers Yes, it's four. Whoa. Yeah, they they they're really riding high on the Cowboys after that win on the road and against the Bucks. Um, and I, I get it. Um, let's. Sorry, to, I didn't mean to jump ahead to the 49ers Cowboys here, but let's let's close the Bengals Bills here. Uh, this is a Jim Nance Romo game. So how many <laughs> over under? How many? Ooh, I don't know, Jim. Oh, did he get that? Foot? Did he get oh, that foot man. down? <laughs> uh, with Josh Allen and the way he kind of scrambles, we're probably going to get a lot one on a, was it a forward pass? Was he over the line of scrimmage? Any part of his body behind that line, and it's not a forward pass. We're probably going to get one of those scenarios. Well, and they had him last week, I think, too, right against the Dolphins. So this is back-to-back Bills matchups for <laughs> the, Nance, the Nance Romo guys. Um who, who are they, not afraid to bring up DeMar Hamlin whenever they can. Oh, well, who isn't at this point? True. Soak it all in. Um, yeah, so, you, okay, swinging gate game for both of us, folks. Um, uh, 33 and cloudy here, so no no chance of snow in this matchup. Obviously, Buffalo's always got snow, it seems like, but not this week. Um, and then 630 Eastern on Fox, Cowboys at 49ers. Cowboys back-to-back road games here. Going to have to be road warriors in San Francisco, in Santa Clara, Levi's Stadium. Um, This one will be the Burkhart, Greg Olson-led booth. Um, This is, is, I I, I feel like a sneaky, tough matchup. I'm I'm 49ers all the way here. Let's be clear. I'm 49ers all the way here. Um, But I don't know. Kind of feels like the Cowboys are trying to bring on 
trying to bring some heat. That defense looked really good, obviously against a bad Bucks team, but that defense looks scary at times. Micah Parsons and the like. Um, the thing that concerns me is, and I haven't looked this up, so I'm going to look it up right now live. Um, the Cowboys had a couple guys get hurt towards the end of that game. I don't know if you saw that, Andrew, but Curse being the big one, the the the, the safety, J. Ron Curse. Um, he's still questionable with the knee, although he was a limited participant in Wednesday's walkthrough. Um, t- sometimes Andrew is a limited participant in our walkthrough. Just kidding. Just kidding. Usually it's me, folks. Uh, pile on sep- self-deprecation on me. Anyway, um, so that that concerns me about the Cowboys is the curse injury has more implications than some may realize. Um, but Micah Parsons still a beast. That defense looked really good against the Bucks, But the 49ers, a really good defense as well Wagon. with Bosa. And and uh, and the like. Um, Do you have so, the stats from last week? I can. Before you give your pick, sorry. Before you, how I many already, picks? I, how many picks did Dakota Prescott throw last week? Zero. Okay. Just let that weigh in on your final decision. So you're saying he's due for like three? <laughs> I was gonna say four, but three is oh, a good wow. number. Now I'm feeling two. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay home at two. He's gonna have two. Okay. And uh it's going to be a 49ers victory. They're 8 and 1 at home this year. I uh, just uh, they're they're one loss at home um to the Chiefs. So, it, if you're going to lose to a team, you know, uh and uh a bad loss to the Falcons at uh, at Atlanta, that was just a different team then. Um not the Brock Le- Purdy led team that it is now. And the 49ers have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten games in a row. Or eleven, actually. I believe it's eleven now, because they beat the Seahawks. It is crazy, and you feel like they're ready for a letdown, right? Yeah, that's that's usually where my head is, because you know, what goes up must come down is my mindset always. Um, but I think this time of year, that momentum carries stronger, and uh it's not gonna be this week that that streak breaks. It's so crazy too, because I'm as con- I'm I'm so confident the 49ers are gonna win, and it's crazy that I just feel that have that much confidence in a rookie quarterback. And he is a rookie, correct? He hasn't sat for a couple of years. Purdy, Brock, Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was last year, Jeff. He's a he's a straight up rookie, Mr. Straight Irrelevant. up, Mr. Irrelevant rookie. It's crazy that I have so much faith that that uh, Mr. Irrelevant true rookie quarterback is going to lead this team to a victory. But I mean, you talk about how scary the Dallas defense looks with Micah Parsons, but what do you do? You got Christian McCaffrey in the back backfield. It's, it's so easy. You can do it with Debo. You can do it with uh, Brandon. Ayuk. you got George Kittle. You can have him block Micah Parsons if you need to, but all you really have to do is option him, right? You put Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel over there. And they're going to block him for Brock Purdy to throw, or they're going to options Parsons. What does he do? Does he, does he let him go by? If he does, you, you, you toss it to McCaffrey over the top of Parsons' head. You option it, or you go the opposite way as him. I think you're you're not giving Kyle Shanahan's schemes enough credit here. I think he's going to scheme out of it. That is going to be a, a, a tantalizing matchup, though. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan-led offense versus the Dan Quinn defense of the Cowboys. That's going to be a fun matchup. Hell, I agree yes. with you. Oh. I agree with you. The greater than 
the San Francisco offense and schemes are greater than the the the, um, the defense of the Cowboys. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan and Dan Quinn once united in Atlanta, right? Right, and then had the Patriots disaster. And um, Kyle Shanahan landed right. Dan Quinn took a couple more years to get right, um, but he is he has turned Dallas's defense into a menace. And uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I wonder what they could do. As a, as a team together, coaching together. <laughs> oh, man. Lose a Super it's, Bowl. Probably. Yeah, I wonder. Um, yeah, I think Kyle, Kyle's trying to rewrite that right now this year. He's, he's going to try to write that uh, history book with his name properly bestowed in the Super Bowl champion candidate category. Um, if you want to go to this game, we've got any California listeners out there, $441 is the cheapest ticket out there right now. Not bad. Not bad. Playoff football. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Jaguars, 111. Quite the discrepancy there. It is. Uh, Bills, Bengals, the second one with 152, and then the Giants, Eagles at 222. Obviously, Cowboys, Woo. America's team, so those tickets go jacked up, and uh, it's California too, so more everything's more expensive out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's our that's our four matchups: the lead eight, letter left. Savor the football, folks. Savor it. This you take it all in this weekend. Two matchups each day, Saturday and Sunday. Seven, 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 seven. games left. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, is so that, the, four is this that week. the math? Four that no, it'd be yeah. Four this week, two next week, one Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Four, four, uh, four teams next week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You just put my brain in a pretzel. Um, all I was going to say was three weekends that are left. Three weekends left. Uh, four if you count. Four if you count the Pro Bowl games. Pro Bowl games, as they're calling them now. Um, and I, I'm not sure if you saw this from the Bengals game last week. Just a couple. Just a couple quick hitters here as we close out the show. Sweet, sweet victory um, from the infamous Bubble Bowl uh, SpongeBob SquarePants uh, episode. They had that playing at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati after the game. That's pretty awesome. I did see that, and uh, seems like our age range, our mm. age range, will know what's going on. But a sweet, sweet victory, baby. God, it's just a great. It's a great. It's an actually a good song too. Um, and Zach Taylor, I guess he has this tradition. He goes out to the bar and gives out game balls to super fans. He gives out what to super fans? Game balls. What? Yeah. Oh Deshaun Watson God. gives out the actual balls, but Zach Taylor okay, goes out. Okay, Mitch. <laughs> shut him down, folks. Zach Taylor goes out to the, to the bars and meets up with fans and gives out uh, game balls, just like, you know, the players get the game balls. No, he that's a true dude. That's a dude. Trevor Lawrence and this guy fighting for dude of the year right now. Dude of the year. Trevor dude. Lawrence is out at the local Waffle House. Zach Taylor's down at the local uh, watering hole. Yeah, true dude off, no doubt. And uh, one more thing, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Dylan Rayola, Dominic Rayola's nephew. Uh, we talked about him like, I don't know, four months ago. You know, there's talks of him going to uh, Nebraska to, ta- to play football as a quarterback. Um, but he met with the uh, infamous Jim Harbaugh this week of the Wolverines. So maybe he's coming to Michigan. Dylan Rayola, one of the top-rated quarterbacks coming out of high school, the class of 2024. Um, maybe going to be wearing the maize and blue. 
And then crazy scenario for you on the road here as you as we close out this show. Dylan Rayola at Michigan dominates in the Wolverines uniform. That that puts him on in line to be uh, in the I don't know 2027 2028 NFL draft. That puts Jared Goff at like 36, 37 years old or whatever it would be. Um, After a couple Super Bowls, or maybe it's thirty five years old. Um, so maybe you bring in Dylan Rayola as a builder, you know, like a building block quarterback, and and he's able to go under the wing of Jared Goff or somebody else for a couple years, and then we're talking Dylan Rayola on the Lions. If that comes true, you owe me some money via Venmo. Dylan Rayola from number one high school rep- recruit to to was that a national championship? Did he win that in college? Too? Oh yeah, you might as well throw one of those. Oh in. yeah, he, uh, to a national champion, Natty uh, drafted quarterback to the Lions. Wow. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, and if you, it doesn't happen, you Venmo me. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm in this. This one's going to have to sit for a while. <laughs> We're going to be sitting on this one. <laughs> be pushing 40 by the time this comes to fruition. but Definitely um, going to have a few more grays. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Word, brother. Word. Uh, yeah. So if that comes true, we've had a lot of Paul Stradamus situations from you. <laughs> I don't know what it is for me, but if that comes true, just pat me on the back. That'll feel good. Bye-bye. Go Lions 56 days. Still. So.